Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Welcome to episode 29 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, Michelle Wonder of Tiny Homes, talking about tiny homes in Oklahoma City. She once launched a business in Oklahoma City that had trouble getting off the ground due to some regulation. We're going to be talking about tiny homes and regulation at the end of this show today. Into the market, this December market, the cold winter winds have approached. Number of active homes on the market this week, 109. Number of homes sold this week, 135. Your days on market median, just 25 days. Check this out. The median list price of 149000 and a median sold price of 147000 That's a discount of 1.34%. Some of the lowest we've seen all year long. Again, folks, I've been telling you, people that buy in the wintertime are serious buyers. They have no choice. They're being relocated. Nobody wants to move in the middle of the ice you know, moving and packing when it's cold is no fun unless you have to. And when you have to, you got limited choices, you can't negotiate as hard, and you get better prices as a seller. Your median list price per square foot breaks down to $91.55, with the median sold price coming in at $90.67. All right, your rental averages staying regular at $625 a month for one bedroom. $800 a month for a two-bedroom, and $1,050 for a three-bedroom, and that four-bedroom coming down uh, just under $1,350 a month. Again, that one continues to drop. It'll be interesting to see what Zillow and Trulia rate that average at uh, at the close of this month. Uh, going into multifamily homes, 48 coming on the market. Want to pay attention to that if you're an investor looking to invest in Oklahoma City. 48 multifamily homes coming on the market. Guess what, guys? With a median per square foot price of $64.13. Boys and girls, it doesn't get much better than that to find $64 per square foot for multifamily housing in a world-class city. On to the news. Hello, I'm Aaron Christian in Oklahoma City for the OKC Real Estate Show with this week's news. Home prices for the nation are still on the rise and will continue to grow into next year according to a CoreLogic Home Price Index and Forecast. However, the rate of growth is slowing down. In October, home prices rose 5.4% year-over-year and 0.5% from September. The average price of a single-family home has now reached $285,700. Since 2012, inventory shortages and high demand have created a nationwide trend that makes it a great time to be a seller and a bad time to be a buyer. Since 2012, inventory shortages and high demand have created a nationwide trend that makes it a great time to be a seller 
and a bad time to be a buyer. Many homeowners have been holding off on selling in the hopes that their property investment will grow by more. However, according to CoreLogic, a slowdown is on the horizon. Home prices are only estimated to increase by 4.8% between now and September 2019. What's more, October was the fourth consecutive month in which home price growth was below 6%. This is the kind of slowdown that will shift us to a market that favors the buyer. For a true buyer's market in which there are at least six months of available inventory or more, could be years in the future. If you have a home in Oklahoma City, selling might be a good option for you. Now is the time to reach out to the OKC Real Estate Show and get your free expert home valuation report. Oklahoma City is among the top 25 cities for millennial job seekers. OKC's cost of living is 8.4% lower than the national average, a low unemployment rate of 3.6% and large millennial workforce of 40%, one of the largest on the list, makes it a very attractive option for millennials seeking to enter the workforce. OKC's also been recently ranked among the top cities with the youngest entrepreneurs, cities where millennials make the most money, cities for millennial aspiring homeowners, and one of the best overall cities for millennials. Southwest Airlines has launched its new nonstop flight to Ronald Reagan Washington National from OKC's Will Rogers World Airport. The new route provides service to one of the city's most requested airports. Airports director Mark Cranenberg says, nonstop service to DCA is a significant air service achievement for our community. Oklahoma City has considerable connections to the nation's capital. We are the seat of state government and have a sizable federal presence with Tinker Air Force Base and the Mike Monroney Aeronautical Center in addition to thriving business sectors such as energy, bioscience, and aerospace. All will benefit from this added route. For more local real estate news, subscribe to the newsletter at okcrealestateshow.com. And back to Landon with today's guest. Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. In the studio today, Michelle Wonder shares with us all kinds of details on tiny home. Who knew there was controversy surrounding the tiny home movement? Uh, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Landon. For those that may not know about um, tiny homes, I mean, what is a tiny home? What are we talking about here? So typically a tiny home is something that's referred to when we're talking about a structure either on a foundation or on a trailer that's under 400 square feet. So there's no hard and fast rule saying that's what it is, but that's kind of what we're talking about. And there's a, a pretty big distinction between a tiny home on foundation versus a tiny home on a trailer, which is also called THOW, which is a tiny home on wheels. Hmm. So when people think of tiny homes, you know, the shows on TV and stuff, they, I think they are, they're talking about the trailer version, aren't they? Or, um, or both? They've done both. So we did an episode of Tiny Home uh, Big Living mm -hmm. and uh, featured a 38 foot tiny home on wheels. Wow. So 30, 38 feet long. It was a pretty big one. Um, but then the next week it featured another Oklahoma tiny home, which was a, a foundation build. So I think with like Tiny House Nation and stuff like that, you see a lot of the, um, the ones on the trailers, um, but tiny home, um, on foundation is also very popular and uh, breaking into the Oklahoma City metro. Hmm. Now, what's the benefits to a tiny home? I mean, what's what are what are what's drawing people to them? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with simpler living, um, not as much uh, house to maintain. So the the range of customers that I had was anywhere from the young millennials who are just starting out. They're used to a college dorm room. They don't have a ton of space. All they really need is their you know their couch, their bed a small bathroom and a little bit of an area to cook. 
Um, and on the converse side of that, I had a lot of retirees who wanted to downsize that that home that they had, you know, worked their entire life for. They didn't want it, and they didn't want to have to maintain it. And they knew that their kids didn't want all their stuff anyway, so they wanted to be able to travel and just kind of live simpler as they're aging, a lot less to maintain. Mm. Now, for those that may not know who you are, could you kind of give us a, a background on sure. on what you bring? You know, what what got you into tiny homes? What you know, what you're about? So what got me into tiny homes uh, was just a love for the movement. Um, so I started Tiny Homes of Oklahoma in September of 2000, oh my gosh, 2016, I guess. And so we were the only builder in Oklahoma City. Um, and let me uh, say about that too, that there are quite a few regulations and things that you have to follow. So um, in Oklahoma, it's a little bit more difficult to build tiny homes as a dealer or as a manufacturer than it is in other states. Uh, but anyway, we were the only one in Oklahoma. Uh, and then um, I've worked uh, with a couple of different nonprofits, one of them being Operation Tiny Home, which is a nonprofit that exists to build tiny homes for homeless veterans. And then a local um, nonprofit here in Oklahoma City that's called Pivot that's building a tiny home village um, for homeless teenagers. So mm. just um, kind of became the go-to tiny home person here in Oklahoma City. Now, walk me through the feeling of your business just had to close its doors in sure. January. Mm -hmm. What happened there and, and what, was, what was that about? So we made the decision to close. Um, based on a few different factors. So number one, I did mention there's quite a few regulations that you have to follow in Oklahoma City and in, in Oklahoma, rather, to be a tiny home manufacturer or to sell tiny homes to build them to sell. Uh, you have to be registered as an RV um, manufacturer and an RV dealer. You have to carry a pretty big uh, general liability insurance. Um, for us, we owned a, a truck that you got to be able to pull them. So there was DOT regulations there. There's just a lot of different regulations. And we felt like we were just feed to death. There were fees for everything. And so between that and the fact that tiny homes on wheels right now are not legal to live in in Oklahoma City, they still aren't. And um, that, you know, is a an issue for several different reasons. Uh, number one is code, um, you know, the city uh, code enforcement. They're worried about... Um, them being safe. And mm. um, and there's ways around that for sure. Um, we hired an, a third party company that would come in and to, to do a, an inspection while we're building just like you would for a regular home. Um, but that just hasn't uh, really kind of cleared their radar at this time. So the question switched uh, very rapidly from how much do they cost to where am I going to put this in Oklahoma City area? Mm. And I couldn't give anybody an answer. So my go-to answer for that was always, well, put an ad on Craigslist saying that you're looking for an RV host site or, um, you know, put something on Facebook asking, you know, for any landowners if they're willing to host you and, and stuff like that. So it, it just turned into a um, people can't live in them legally. Mm. And there's actually, um, I wouldn't call it a witch hunt, <laughs> but I do have some friends that had their home uh, within Oklahoma city limits and were approached by code and told them you have five days to get this thing out of here because mm. uh, we know you're living in it and get it out of here. And it wasn't just a matter of unhook it because, you know, in the city of Oklahoma city, if you're not, um, uh, you can store a, an RV, um, tiny homes are the tiny homes on, on wheels are 
classified as TV, which is a towable vehicle, which is kind of in the class of an RV. And uh, you're allowed to have them in your driveway and stuff. But if they see tiny home, they're telling them they have to not just unhook it, but move it. And if not, they would shut off their uh, utilities within five days. So um, just all kinds of legal issues that that just haven't, they've not budged uh, since I started kind of trying to create a relationship with some of those folks down there. And there's just been no movement at all in the two years that I was trying. You're referring to legislation, no movement on legislation or Uh, or just code? Yeah, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and so the tiny home Mm -hmm. community did get together. When you talk about the tiny home community, what is that? I mean, what size are we talking about Builders around the country. There's probably a couple thousand builders now, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's people who have built their own tiny home or uh, people who tried to do it professionally like we did. Um, But they put together an appendix for the IRC, which is International Residency Code. So there is... There is a tiny home appendix that can Mm. be adopted by Oklahoma City, by Yukon, by whomever Mm -hmm. um, as an appendix to IRC. And so um, and that's not for tiny homes on wheels. That's for tiny homes on foundations. The other one for wheels is following. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's ways definitely around it that just haven't been pursued in Oklahoma at this time. So why do you feel that is? I'm not really sure. Mm. I'm not sure. Something that's new. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. exactly. What do you feel like a tiny home offers? I mean, these buyers, when they come to you, what are they looking for? Um, Simplicity, I think. Um, Not having to take care of so many things and having a really beautiful home for, you know, in that $50,000 to $70,000 price range, which is kind of where we fell, um, having everything all in one. And a lot of times it's that people want to be able to take their home with them. They don't want to call Oklahoma home forever. They're just here temporarily or they're in Colorado temporarily or wherever it is that they are, but they can literally hook their house up and take it with them. And, you know, you go to different housing markets like San Francisco and, um, you know, the Colorado, some of those housing markets, the housing prices are insane. Mm. You know, you're talking a million dollars for a 1500 square foot fixer upper. And now you've got this option that's completely paid for, Uh, you know, you paid 50 to how much ever, how many ever thousand for it. And we're able to pay it off quickly, if not pay cash. And it's this incredible option for people to be able to, uh, people who wouldn't be able to afford to have a home, you know, in this million dollar market to have their own space. And and again, we did what I felt like were maybe a little bit more upper end tiny homes uh, with really beautiful finishes and um, uh, kind of everything that they needed right there in that one little Which you space. would argue was very safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, we had all all of our trades. So our plumbing and electrical work uh, was done by licensed guys. Mm -hmm. It was all inspected. Mm -hmm. And so there was really no, from my perspective, no reason for them to not be integrated into the Oklahoma City community. But So your dream, per se, was to create an alternative option for people that were buying homes in, in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and in central Oklahoma. And you started a business to do that. Correct. And you got a culture following. I mean, you you had the resources employed. And through um, lack of availability for people to park these and actually use them, you then were forced out of business. That's what it sounds right. like. Right. And I mean, we made that decision you know, as a, the money only goes so far when you've got, you know, uh, capital, <laughs> it runs out. And so uh, just 
um, was time to make that call. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't an easy call to make, but that's that was necessary for us at that time. And luckily I had, a, you know, something else to kind of roll into in the tiny home world. So I did that at the time, but that was the hope mm-hmm. and that was the goal. And mm-hmm. the hope was also to have tiny home villages around Oklahoma City, even if it wasn't in the heart of the city, which, um, you know, there's a development downtown that had approached me and we were going to be working with them to bring tiny homes on wheels downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just took a little bit longer than than what I had uh, available availability to wait. But um, the original dream was to have the tiny home villages around and to be able to have a few uh, homes and spots within those villages to help homeless veterans and the homeless Mm -hmm. teens, you know, these kids that age out of the foster care system and have nowhere to go and have, uh, you know, maybe a nonprofit tied in with that to be able to mentor them and, you know, get them back on their feet and back into, you know, for the vets back in into, you know, um, bring drawing them out of their homes and and stuff like that to be able to function again and because there's a lot of you know the vets with ptsd who just hunker down and that's life at that point for them and so that was the heart behind it um didn't turn out the way that we wanted to but again with other people around the country having kind of those same hopes and dreams we're seeing it happen and i think it will happen in oklahoma and oklahoma mm-hmm. city it's just going to be um a little bit longer um, time frame than what I had available to me with the funding that I had. So, so if somebody wants to take this small or this tiny home and pull it off the trailer and put it on a foundation. What no, about that? No. So the way that we built them, once mm-hmm. that house was on a trailer, it's always on that trailer because of the way that we attached them to it to make sure that when you're going 55, 60 down the road, it doesn't mm-hmm. ever come off. So, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see innovation happen within the next couple of years where tiny home builders do that, where you can take it off mm-hmm. in maybe um, kind of a shipping container. Because that's what container. Oklahoma City said, that that's okay then. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not schooled on the tiny well, home concept. It's- they're, um, what they're okay with or what they've just approved for Pivot is mm-hmm. tiny homes on foundations. So just a traditional mm-hmm. build, mm-hmm. Um, just small. Which is 400 square feet and under. Correct. And those ones are, are 14 by 20 uh, mm. that Pivot is doing. And so they'll, what's that coming at? 280 square feet. Mm. So, And the per, from what I understand, the city regulation is everything 400 square feet and under doesn't actually require a building permit. Is that right? I'm or not, is that not? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I, as far as from... As, as far as I know, and mm-hmm. you, they would have to check with uh, code enforcement for this, but mm-hmm. any um, any structure that you're going to build would have to have co- permits. As far as I know, mm-hmm. at Pivot, they are pulling construction permits for these tiny mm-hmm. homes. So um, if it's going to be, a, I think, a dwelling unit, I think it has to, has to be permitted. So now Pivot is a uh, nonprofit organization yep, sure aimed is. at ending... Homelessness. Uh, for teenagers, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I, when I was a teenager, I'm like, I worried about what jeans I was going to wear that day and stuff like that. I never had homelessness as an issue. Mm. And so that's what Pivot does. They intervene with homeless uh, teens and they provide them really a 360 approach for their well-being, for their mental, for their physical health. Uh, and part of that is having a, a warm place to live, right? That mm. they can call their own and um, really help them, really help them, um, be productive and, and, um, find and they can a, go to school because they're not worrying yeah. about where they're going to exactly. sleep that night. Exactly. Sure. Right. So they, are they roommates in this situation or is it one, mm-hmm. one person per house yep. and then it's put on a land? 
So Pivot has a several acre, I don't know if it's like 15 to 20 acres on their site. Mm -hmm. And so they've um, kind of been thinking about what they would do about that for with that land for a while. They already have um have one big facility there that mm. has multiple bedrooms that the kids can live in. But I think as the kids get a little bit older and being able to transition them into independent living, that's kind of a great step where they're still part of this safe community that's um, kind of secure on all the sides and they've got adults there 24-7, supervised 24-7. Mm. But now they're not in the center. They're in their own place where they can cook their own meals. And, um, so it's like a miniature subdivision. Exactly. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, community. So... And and so they're taking so pivots taking these small homes, making a miniature subdivision. Then they can kind of supervise the subdivision and exactly. kind of as a training ground for here's exactly. what life. So I almost see this as being a transition later for people getting out of prison, even. So to kind of there slowly are transition. So many applications for this. We could have it for homeless veterans. We could have for a prison ministry type thing. We could do. Um, we could have a Down syndrome village. Could you imagine having a Down's child? You know that they're within a safe area, but they're living independently. And uh, I have a friend who's got a Down's daughter who just turned 21. And she's like, that would be a dream come true for our family, for her daughter to be able to live independently, but within this, the confines of this safe gated community. Mm. Um, so there's just, and, and that's not, that's just... Hmm. That's just for sectors, right? There's also, I'm sorry, aging. There's there's so many other applications for this. Hmm. And there's just a lot of people that just can't afford a brand new house at, you know, $150,000 to $200,000. Like and it's getting more here. and more yeah. expensive every day. Yeah. So what does that, something like that cost then? Uh, a tiny home? Mm -hmm. The tiny homes that you're referring to. So Pivot's project, what does that cost? Uh, probably, um, so there's a lot of volunteer Mm -hmm. um, aspects to that. So it's hard to, gotcha. it's hard to add up. Um, mm -hmm. but I would say probably 25 to 40,000 ish per wow. unit wow. versus, you know, 200,000 for a single family home. And, and obviously mm -hmm. there's a huge difference. And this is a not like a, like a FEMA trailer. I mean, people no, think when they oh think, no, it's you know, a house. yeah, it's an Which... on slab, um, you know, two by six stick construction home that has a bathroom it has a kitchenette it has a space for the a bed and enough space to put a couch in there and you know egress doors on either side and windows and light and mm. um, beautiful you know finishes and how long are they designed to last same as a traditional house as long wow. as you take care of them interesting yeah so we got masonry and mm. our you know wood and frame and all yep. that stuff and yep. a shingle on the top yep that's in, that's incredible what an incredible story. Yeah. Um, so what's, I mean, what's going on with that project now? I mean, what's the next step? Okay, so uh, they just got approval from the city. Um, I think it was last week or the week before to move ahead with it. They had to put in a special, you know, um, request. This is this 20-acre subdivision. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, they had to put in the request for the rezoning of that area. Is that Ward 6? Is that, wh sure. what's the location? Um, they're off of 50th and Broadway Extension. 50th and Broadway, I think that's Ward 7. Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they just got approval. So they were ready to break ground. And mm. um, so obviously, you know, the pads will go in first. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be in phases because, you know, nonprofits don't have that kind of cash to sure. around typically. Depends so, on the volunteership too, right? right? Uh, and so uh, it starts with the phase of three and three. So the first phase will be six homes. We'll start three. Uh, and about a month later, we'll start the next three. So there'll mm. be a team captain assigned to each home. Um, a team admin, and then the volunteer team. Uh, there's also like the construction superintendent, 
in that capacity, I'll be the tiny home consultant, I guess, for, um, so kind of work with the um, construction supervisor to make sure that all the design is great for the interior um, to handle any like, mm, here's a, an issue that's um, kind of relevant to just a tiny home. Like maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't have this issue if it was a bigger home. How do we solve this? Whether it's a space issue or sure. something like that. So it, super great project, super great people doing it for a great cause. I mean. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine there's probably a dozen folks or more that are just itching to get involved with this that, I would that hope may so. be listening to this. So um, how would they get involved in that? So uh, they would just contact Melanie Anthony at Pivot. Uh, so if you Google it, I'm sorry, I don't have her number. Um, no, we'll put it, we'll put it in the description. Yeah. So pivot.com uh, or just Google Pivot I in Oklahoma City? I think it's maybe.org because it's a nonprofit. Sure, so. sure. We can we can Google that and get that up on the on the description. Interesting. So that just got approved last week. When you're when are you guys breaking ground? Any ideas on the timeline? Uh, within the next couple of weeks, wow. probably two to three weeks. Wow. And so the first home. I mean, how long do these things take to build? So the first three, uh, hopefully first six, but the first three for sure will be ready to be lived in by the end of March. Wow. So tiny okay. homes go up pretty quick. So about. Four, what is that? Three months? Four mm-hmm. months? Yeah. yeah. Four wow. four from probably groundbreaking. Interesting. For three homes, yeah. Yeah. That's for great. For fully volunteer staff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a concept. And here, nonetheless, in Oklahoma City. Uh, so it sounds like if you want to do the small home, you're good to go. It's when we get on the trailer that it's like, oh boy, where are we going to park it? Right. And, I, and I would think that's to prevent, um, you know, I think... Oklahoma City's worked really hard to kind of get rid of the RV parks in the city and kind of move that crowd out outside the city limits. And I can imagine that their fear is that that would just come back in and you would just have these, uh, you know, transients that that maybe the law can't track and you just kind of have a harbor for crime. But that's not what a tiny home village is about. No, no. A tiny home village is more about a community of like-minded people that want to uh, get back to knowing their neighbor. Mm. They want to have community events and have a community garden. And, um, you know, I, I would really warn against people thinking like, um, though, because you pay less for your house that you have less pride in that home or less home ownership pride or something like that. That's not the case. Uh, from the tiny home and the tiny home villages that I've seen, people are actually a lot more um, inclined to take care of them because, number one, there's a lot less to take care of. Mm-hmm. And number two, because tiny homes, there's it's such a niche that people are so interested in it mm-hmm. that the people in that community are super excited about their homes and they're mm-hmm. super excited to sh- home, uh, show their homes off. And um, there's really, um, I would think, um, or from my opinion and from my perspective, there's quite a bit of um, pride in home ownership. Uh, for these younger kids, even to be able to be like, I'm 21 and I own my own house. So right. and it's paid for. That's right. So uh, they're pretty proud of that and mm. uh, take pretty good care of them. So, Well, Michelle, uh, we're about out of time here. Thanks for your time with yeah, us. Thanks so much. If there's one thing that you had to say to the folks that maybe are looking at it going, I don't ever want those things in my city, what would that be? Um, Maybe... There's more than one way to skin a cat, and uh, your way isn't necessarily the only right way. So I think there's more than one right way to live, and uh, um, allowing people the freedom to live the way that they want to that's not affecting anybody else. I mean, why not? 
Thanks for coming on the show, Michelle. You're welcome. Thanks so much. That concludes episode 29 of the OKC Real Estate Show. Want to hear fresh local market information? Subscribe to our podcast. Do you have an idea for the show? Well, we want to hear from you. Visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Looking to buy or sell in Oklahoma City? Meet with the award-winning team today at OKCRealEstateShow.com. That's OKCRealEstateShow.com.